Hi family, it's Vui again, and I just want to say thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining me in this process. And thank you for trusting me with your time. Today we're pressing in yet again, and we're trusting God more than ever. Stay tuned. So family, how many of us crave that re-up? You know, the re-up where you've gone from one level of having suffered, having been beaten and bruised, and then you enter into this new season where just the glory of all that you were called to be finally becomes accomplished. I want to assume that all of us crave that. Without exception, all of us crave being a better version of ourselves. And, it's, and you know what's, what's beautiful about that longing is that it's an eternal longing. We continuously desire this thing of being better, being more, being progressing. You know, often you'd find that once you attain a certain thing that you've always desired to have, you just long for something new. You know, it's a thirst that doesn't, that doesn't get quenched. And I want to let you know that that's a beautiful thing to have. It's about then what are you using? Where do you desire to quench this thirst? In essence, we have an eternal longing and, 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 and thirst for progression. It means that if we have an, an eternal and an insatiable appetite, we need to desire for something that is just as eternal just as everlasting and growing. And, and I mean, I don't even need to convince you that if you have an eternal longing, you need an eternal substance. And that's where God fits in, into this whole process, in this process of change and, and, and transfiguration. God fits in there. Now, as we just come out of this Easter season and, and Easter weekend, we reflect on, on the message of the cross. Now, I just want to let you know that the cross is not merely a, a fire insurance, as many people want to, to preach it. It's not just that Jesus had, had died for your sins and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We know, we know that. But what does that mean for us now? I mean, we're in a global pandemic. We're, we're facing things that we've never seen before in our, in our lives. You know, the story of gentle Jesus, meek and mild, really doesn't serve us well when, we, when we're, we're longing for a change and we're longing to come out of this season better than ever before. Well, let's just consider certain things about this Easter weekend and this Easter story. The story of this Passover God. So, we, we must acknowledge that God had come into this world to understand you, to understand every, every essence of your pain, of your frustration, every, every little possible of your worry and of your doubt. I mean, Jesus himself had an anxiety, an, an anxiety attack just before he had to go to the cross. He said, God, if 
it be your will. Please take this bitter cup from me. How many, how many of us have craved that? God, please take me out of this situation that I'm in. My finances are not looking up. My relationships are falling apart. My health is in disrepute. Take me out of this. But you know what Jesus did? Is that he, he remembered. He said, God, not my will, but your will be done. Why did Jesus, why did Jesus take the center of his attention off of his crisis and onto his God? Is that he fundamentally understood that God's will for his life was to give him a future, an eternal weight of glory. And so he said, let your will be done. Let your will reign supreme because your will only considers my best interest at heart. And that's already where we should be taking notes from the story of Jesus who endured the same suffering that we've come to know, which is the lived human experience. To live really is to know and to be comfortable with suffering. But then, what does the cross now in essence represent? He goes to the cross. He, he takes the biggest knock that any human being in his time and in his context could ever experience. Mind you, the cross was what the oppressors used to reinforce their power. I mean, this is a, a colonial superpower which is there to, to, to subjugate and, and, and entrench a, an oppressive regime and they're using tactics of fear and of public murderings, much like how they did lynchings in America. You know, here even... In our own history, where we know that there were, there were public displays of gratuitous violence against an innocent and a suppressed people. And those, those deaths are there to remind you, the people who are being oppressed, that if you try come against this power, you will be next. Mm -hmm. So that's what the cross was in his context. That's what it represented. So he went from being anxious, asking God, please deliver me. But anyway, your will be done. And God's will was that he take the public knock. And the story is like that, as we know, for the next three days. And that's where I want to quickly jump to Luke. So if we see from Luke 24, we can even start it from, from Luke 24 verse 21 or even earlier. Just to summarize that, that whole passage is that here's Cleopas and, and, and another disciple. They're walking and, and a figure walks be, you know, with them and he asks them, guys, why are you sad? What, what's going on? You, you, look, you know, why the long face? They're like, brah, where have you been? Don't you know what happened? You know, Jesus, Jesus is like, uh, what happened? You know, like there was this guy, hey, we thought he was our champ. Hey, but this champ, he took an L, bruh. Our champ took an L. Um, uh, and then there were these ladies there. They say that they went to his grave 
they couldn't find him we also went we couldn't find him so actually we don't have what's happening with our champ here he's gone you know all the while they're talking they're walking a, a, a distance of almost 14 kilometers they're talking with this guy they're not recognizing who jesus is in that moment and then and then and then this guy says to them guys what and like why are you guys being barris in this instance do you not know that i had to take that l in order for me to be all that god had called me to be in order to deliver you it ha- it had to happen that l was necessary it was the gateway to our collective victory and that's when it, it finally clicked that oh my goodness this is the messiah we were talking about and you know what's a nice what's a nice uh, reference point when we, whenever we're considering the easter uh, easter story particularly on easter sunday we always make reference to matthew 28 verse 6 where he, he is risen he's not where you seek him to be he is risen now let's con- consider these two phenomena one is that people had gone to the grave to seek their their redeemer and he was not there and when they had given up looking for him he revealed himself what i'm saying to you is often we like to go back to the source of our pain we like to go back to the source of our l where it happened we we like to entertain the grave And yet what what Jesus tells us in his own story is that you don't find your deliverance at the place of the L at the place of your knock at the place of your disappointment no you must be in motion keeping it moving understanding that that L was only a means towards your your greater come up your greater reap and look at how how god approaches us with gentleness is that as we are walking as we are keeping it moving not understanding what's happening but keeping our eyes moving forward against all odds against all understanding he invites himself in he says guys i'm here i'm here with you i'm here with your frustration with your struggle with your anxiety but understand one thing just as i have risen you my child will get through this season with your eternal weight of glory guys the lockdown it's necessary this frustration it's necessary It's not comfortable, it's not preferred, but it is necessary. It is a a fundamental turning point where you can turn your eyes away from your problem without ignoring it. But turn your face to what is being purposed out of this. If you truly trust and believe that God can work all things together for his good, understand that this is the all things that is happening have hope 
be encouraged. He's working and he's moving even when you don't recognize. He's walking with you even if he doesn't impose himself. Invite him into your space in this moment. This is your opportunity. Walk with God. Watch how he's how he's churning your spirit. He's churning it. So that you can become all that you've been called to be. You're you're letting go of the shackles of depression, of doubt, of anxiety, of frustration. You're entering into this rest, into this solemn peace, understanding that everything that I'm going through is what God is using to progress me, to re-up. I am better. I'm being made better continuously, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. I am, I'm, I'm progressing, I'm being thrusted into my re-up, into my rebirth, into my new season. Just as Christ has risen and conquered the grave, I too am being transfigured into what he has called me to do, what he has purposed me to be. And with that being said, let's let's pray and press in faith. Father God, we want to thank you for your message, your story. You remind us consistently and continuously that you use the animosity, you use the doubt, the fear, the chaos, the crisis for us to be Christ-like. It's not about suffering or suffering through it. It's about you making us better, bolder. You use crisis in kindness for us to be Christ-like. You, my God, are fundamentally working a new thing in all of us. And for the first time in human history, we can all transfigure together. We can all progress together. We want to thank you for this unique opportunity, this unique turning point. Anytime there's a crisis, my God, I know you're at work. Anytime that there's a fear, a frustration, I know you're at work. You're working in me things that are necessary to handle the weight of the glory, the weight of the blessing that's coming through. And we want to thank you, my God. We want to thank you for your patience, for your kindness, for your understanding in this process. As you call us to be all, all that you've created us to be. In Jesus' name.